0: The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth.
1: Welcome to Veritas.
0: It is difficult to believe that our planet has been weaponized before our very eyes. But that is exactly what has happened. First, we were seduced by the convenience of a wireless world. Then, atmospheric weather experimentation in the guise of carbon Climate change converted the air we breathe into an antenna. Now, the geoengineering we've been subjected to for two decades is being normalized as the Star Wars space fence that rises around and within us. Greetings, i your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And tonight's special guest is a veteran of this program, Ilana Freeland, a Waldorf school pioneer, teacher, lecturer, storyteller, and writer. Tonight, we're going to be discussing her second book. We discussed the first one last time she was here, two and a half years ago. It's titled Under an Ionized Sky, From Chemtrails to Space Fans Lockdown. Her website is elanafreeland.com, and it's also linked on ours. And directly from Olympia, Washington, I'd like to welcome Elana Freeland. Elana, welcome back. How are you?
2: I'm fine. Thank you for having me, Mel. So good to hear your wonderful voice.
0: Likewise. It's always a pleasure and I had to talk to you because every time you and I talk or we, we correspond via email every every few weeks, and you always have something new to tell me. And I thought, you know, two and a half years is enough. should be every year. But two and a half years is it's, it's too much. There's a lot that you're working on. You have a third book coming up soon. Why don't you just give us a, a synopsis of what you're working on recently, the latest rabbit hole?
2: Well, it. It is very much connected to the previous two books. I mean, the first book, Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth, came out in 2014 and was really just a compendium of how far we had gone in the sort of Internet movement uh, opposing geoengineering. And at that point, the word geoengineering was not even being bandied about. Uh, so from that book, I realized, uh, thanks to Billy Hayes, the harp man, Billy, uh, worked on many of the, uh, microwave, uh, phased array antennas and towers, uh, during his career as a tower erector. And, um, he pointed me in the direction, uh, that the chemtrails, uh ionospheric heaters towers were heading in which was the space fence and the space fence goes all the way back to the Reagan administration in the US where Reagan uh George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney uh it's the under the Strategic Defense Initiative. So that that somehow went black for years for a couple of administrations. And and then Came the ionizing of the sky, and that was through Bernard Eastland's HARP patents. The HARP is the high frequency active auroral research project up in Gakona, Alaska. Um, and it was through uh, Eastland's patent that they were able to do a lot of experiments with the ionosphere around the Earth, far, far up above, and and find a way to sort of create a mini ionosphere here on planet Earth. And it was the ionizing of the atmosphere, which means making it electrical, making it like an antenna, making it very, very conductive with lots of nano-sized heavy metals uh, and lots and lots of microwaves and radio frequency waves. So so the atmosphere was changed. And once the atmosphere was changed and meanwhile, Nobody down here knows it. No, nobody's being told. Um, then once once it was ionized, they were able to resurrect the space fence. And that is an SDI, the SDI program. And it's, the space fence itself is run by Lockheed Martin, which is number one in the world as a military contractor, a weapons maker. Everything, security apparatus, you name it. Lockheed Martin is into it, and it owns the patents. Just as Raytheon, another big uh, weapons dealer, uh, owned the patents for Harp. So, so there's a like a like a, a group that's sort of moving toward what they call full spectrum dominance, and that means a lockdown on planet Earth and the space fence. Is the second book, uh, the 2018 book. I go deeply into the space fence, show how it's set up on the ground in the near Earth orbit, talk about the ring being formed around the equator of the planet, a ring filled with uh, heavy metal particulates and um, chemicals that are really um, form the uh, the sandwiching above the Earth, along with the ground. Uh, based, uh, radi- ra- radar installations, uh, cell phone towers, cell phones, uh, all the way through all, anything, uh, electromagnetic is now in the space fence. And what we're now hearing are terms like Internet of Things. So now they're uploading many of these devices to the Internet for, uh, for, for total control centralized and so all of that has been the adventure of the last several years for me and then when i did the second book then it became obvious to me with the advent of 5g the internet of things uh elon musk talking about uh ai and uh these uh this fiber that is supposed to be in our brain uh the neural mesh uh that will help us compete with ai etc then i began to realize that this is all about transhumanism about changing us from the outside to the in not by getting us to go and get vaccinations as adults or go into clinics and take certain pills or undergo certain devices like fMRIs or whatever, but it, that it was going to come from outside of us by weaponizing the entire uh, environment. Now let's
0: let's go step-by-step. Step. Forgive me for interjecting, but what you said about the ionizing the sky, changing the sky, the atmosphere, and I'm just wondering, if we have a Van Allen belt 400 to 36,000 miles or 640 to... Fifty-eight thousand kilometers above us, surrounding us. Why do we need an ionized sky or changing the atmosphere?
2: The atmosphere has become a lab um, and uh, and an antenna, and and that's exactly it. it. Is the Van Allen belts, which, as you know, Mel, were blasted to kingdom come back in the fifties by atomic bombs, hydrogen bombs. Uh, and, uh, the
0: Starfish and, Prime Test and uh, Operation Fishbowl.
2: Yes. In fact, a, a new uh, Van Allen belt was created by that, that ridiculous, dangerous nonsense. But uh, what they really want is control over the Earth. And the full spectrum dominance really has to start here. And, and why that is, I always quote what I read in Joseph P. Farrell's book, Covert Wars and Breakaway Civilizations in 2012, he talks about a Soviet astronomer named Nikolai Kardashev and how Kardashev um, pronounced three phases of technological achievement for any civilization aspiring to a space age. And, of course, um, Catherine Austin Fitz, the investment analyst, is uh, a big fan of my books and, and a friend, I would call her a friend, Very much a a cohort in activism. And Catherine uh, has many times spoken of this breakaway civilization and the secret space program. And that really is what the whole space fence uh, lockdown is born out of, is the secret uh, space program that trillions of our dollars have disappeared into Over the past two decades, which is about the length of the geoengineering programs that I'm following. So uh, when Kardashev said that, you know, if you're going to have a real space age, you have to do these three things. The first is full spectrum dominance of the planet. Total planetary control. Now, you might think that means uh, total control of perhaps uh, the yeah, the atmosphere, the ground, but it really also means the people and all of life. I mean, it means total. And, and this is the, this is the megalomania that has seized those who carry this very vast ancient dream of being as gods on the planet. So they're working now on that very first phase that Kardashev names, the full-spectrum dominance, planetary control, and that has to be done in layers. And so I've been fortunate to be paying enough attention, because I keep writing these books, and you have to pay attention when you're writing a book, uh, of seeing layer by layer by layer by layer. I mean, it's, it's like spelled out right in front of me. It's it's impossible to miss, even if the headlines are not about it, even if I don't have a television, never owned one, never will, and I'm not seeing the 6 o'clock news. Uh, It is obvious that they are after full spectrum dominance over the planet. Second phase they've already started working on in the atmosphere that is now ionized, and that's control over one's star and its systems, and that's our sun. So now we're in a so-called solar minimum, and they are working uh, at various parts of the geoengineering agendas to actually control uh, the phases of the sun, uh, including uh, any of the usual the CMEs, uh, you know, the uh, the Birkeland currents that connect our planet with the sun, etc. So that's already. Underway and and to do that they're they're having to do a lot of experiments in the atmosphere uh, On plasma and plasma is the fourth state of matter Uh, And there are many many experiments going on uh, to create life with plasma to use plasma as an energy source and therefore as a weapon so uh, That's all going on then the third phase to my knowledge, we have not begun this yet. It's all fantasy at this point, in my opinion. And that would include the trip to Mars and the colonizing of this and that, all that. That's all in the fantasy uh, Operation Bluebird manual of the ancient past. But that third phase is control over one's galaxy and its systems. So in my mind, that's what they're working on. And so at first when I realized what we were breathing in and eating uh, and drinking in our water uh, was from, you know, from the chemical trails above, at first I thought we were just collateral damage, that, yeah, okay, we need all these nanoparticles to be floating in the air constantly so that when we zap them with our microwaves and our, our radio frequency, it's going to uh, ionize it, and it'll be battery ready for all of our wireless operations that we're doing now to just cover Kardashev's two uh, first phases of uh, a, a space age. But no, we are not just uh, just collateral damage. We are actually a very primary experiment going on. And what they're making sure we're breathing in on a nanoscale, remember, at one nano equals one billionth of a meter. So uh, what we're breathing in is very much uh, about experimenting with us playing the role of the host, uh, a variety of uh, engineered, neuroengineered, bioengineered entities that – some of which they do need for big data. They're collecting lots and lots and lots of data from the environment. They lay a lot of sensors, a lot of uh, measuring devices, a lot of microcomputers, microprocessors, up in the upper atmosphere, the stratosphere. And then some of it gets captured in the uh, turning of the earth but a lot of it fall, falls down to us here in the Schumann uh, trough. And so we breathe it all in, and na- then it starts communicating from inside our bloodstream, goes into the lungs, goes into the bloodstream, easily bypasses the blood-brain barrier because uh, it is all on a nanoscale. And, a, and even a sub scale, a, a pico scale. So, uh, we're, we're doing all this without noticing our health is getting worse. We're getting all these immune, autoimmune conditions. Uh, they're all being diagnosed as separate diseases when really they're not. They're just symptoms of the same thing. They are undermining our immune system purposely in order to prepare us for the advent of transhumanism, which is based on what they call the BMI-BCI model. That's brain-machine interface, brain-computer interface. That model is the one intended for us. And so now we're like chickens with our heads cut off. We're racing this way and that and this. It's vaccines, it's GMOs, it's electromagnetics, it's, it's everything. And when, you know, I feel uh, kind of ridiculous, Mel, because when I look at all these separate, so-called separate issues, they're actually all fed by this one geoengineering gigantic issue that I am writing about. Because all of these things are not just accidental. They're not just about profit and greed, etc., They actually have been chosen at multiple levels as those things which would keep undermining our society, undermining our immune system, so that uh, we will turn automatically to this idea of merging with the machine that can then help us to handle everything we're undergoing. That's how I see it.
1: And
0: that is exactly what I see, too. I mean, first, before we had DARPA, a lot of people don't know this, but I had friends who used the Internet in the 80s, and I used to say, what is this? Oh, let me just show you, and they had these little IBM, uh, (laughs) I even forgot what they were, but they were just going through the Internet. Then we got it in the 1990s, and now we cannot live without it, and our children and their phones... They're stuck to them. You remove them for more than five minutes and they become depressed. So I don't doubt that in the future, if they're offered in the future, when they become young adults, by the way, we have this little chip we're going to implant behind your ear. And if you think about something, you're going to get an answer right in your brain. You think that any child today will say no to that.
2: Yeah, but Mel, I'm sorry. I have worse news for you than that. It's It doesn't even take volition now. I'm. I'm saying, we are breathing them in. I see. We are breathing in programmable, programmed entities that are uh, are transceivers. They're in touch with uh, what we call fusion centers in the United States. They're in touch with what I call the laptop boys. Uh, sipping their organic orange juice in Colorado Springs <laughs> while they, uh, have everybody and everything they want up on their monitors. This, this is a done deal because they found this aerial delivery system. And you know, they were, they were writing about this in a very famous document. I was just today writing a bit on it. It was called, uh, let's see. Futures 2025, put out by the U.S. Air Force. And it was in 1996 that they came out with that. Uh, we have referred to it on the Internet, those of us pursuing these similar trails, for many years. Uh, and uh, and when I when I read the fine print of those documents that came out in that Futures study in 1996, I find exact I mean exact descriptions of us breathing what is being aerially delivered to our...
1: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe